inspired by the Canadian Federation of the Blind. Outlook, a show about accessibility, advocacy, and equality. I'm Brian. And I'm Carrie. And we're two siblings who happen to be blind. Outlook. Radio Western. Hello. Good morning. Welcome to the show. Hello. I think that's a good sign that I'm on. <laughs> I would say so. All the mics are up and ready to roll. Well, welcome everybody to another episode of Outlook. This will be our final live episode for 2022. And you're listening to Outlook on Radio Western. And it'll be up as a podcast still before Christmas here. Yeah, later on this week, and then next week, it's Boxing Day, next Monday, and we're just gonna, actually going to air a repeat. Yeah, I don't know, one of like our, all, our classic episodes or our favorite of the year, I haven't decided. Yeah, we haven't fully decided on that yet, but, uh, so stay, stay tuned in next week for a surprise repeat episode from the archives, you know. If you're cleaning up after Christmas and you're listening to yeah. Western. I mean, we don't always box things up right away on Boxing Day, it's sometimes it's like, oh, we just put this tree up recently. We wanna, well, I don't well. really, exactly, and I don't really like how pushy it sounds. <laughs> making you box things up on that day. Yeah, demanding. Tell me when day. to box things up. But uh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, this week is actually episode 185 of the show. So uh, mm-hmm. getting up there, we're going to hit episode 200 sometime in, in 2023, which is pretty exciting. Well, yeah, I mark these things often by when it comes to the end of a calendar year, but also uh, the show's, this show started in September of 2018. So, uh, It'll be five years next September, but um, it's this whole thing about uh, marking the days and you know the end of a thing and the beginning of another thing, and sometimes that's not the way brain a brain you know sort of figures that doesn't make sense to certain people. I think so. It, it's not a, it's not a great deadline to put in front, put in front of us, but it will be our our last new show today until twenty twenty three. Yeah, and uh, like I say, we're having a repeat next week, and it is one of those things where we've done, as I said, this is episode 185, so there's so many episodes in the archives that, of course, we are available as a podcast. I always like to remind our listeners, Outlook on Radio Western. You can search that up on Apple, Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn Radio, SoundCloud, all these places. You can find it. And if, if you use a podcast provider that we're not on for whatever reason, definitely reach out at lookonradiowestern at gmail.com and we'll be sure to add it up there. But uh, there's so many episodes in the archives you can check out, but you know, some people might just listen in their car here in, in London, Ontario. So you never know how many episodes people have heard or maybe have missed over the past. And so I think it is good sometimes to have repeat weeks and uh, re-air certain episodes that we think turned out well that we would like people to hear either again or for the first time if they missed it the first time around. Because, Kara, I know we were looking back here to compile all the different guests we had on this year and everything, and you almost forget sometimes exactly everything that we did talk about, and there's just so many guests over time that it's like, wow, that feels like so long ago, and even though it was just, you know, a number of months ago in 2022, but... Yeah, we do have to write it all down and keep, like, a running list because the more episodes you do... Oh, I got cut off for a second. The more episodes you do, uh, it racks up in your brain. You start to forget who was on when. And we have had repeats on the show. We've been interviewing people 
pretty much full time other than a few episodes, maybe one or two a month, just us now. But since COVID started, we've been interviewing a lot more people. So eventually other people who we've already spoken to or get to know who are doing interesting things, we want to bring them back to talk more about that. Um, but I like that we've um, had a few repeats this year. It's one of the things we've done. Yeah, a few repeats and then a few mixed bag episodes, as we call them, which is pretty much what today is like. But we more so refer to it as the year-end 2022 wrap-up episode, looking back on the year and just wrapping things up, keeping it quite casual for for the end of the year. Pretty quiet here on campus coming in today. Obviously, there's there's still a few people around here and there, but it's a lot of people have gone home. London, it's, it's always interesting how in the summer and stuff, it... The, the population shrinks quite a bit in town. Everyone's kind of going home. And then once the new school year hits, tons of new students come to town. And uh, so it's a, it's an interesting time. But um, It's like waves of people. They come, they go. They come in, they go out. <laughs> but yeah, I like it. We just, we like little things like that. Like the end of the year wrap up. And uh, it sort of makes makes you think of Christmas this time of year like you're it's it's a good way to have a present something wrapped up that doesn't actually waste a bunch of paper and things that are hard on the environment and more and more I'm like seeing all the ways that we gussy up this holiday these holidays <laughs> to make them pretty and sparkly in a bow and in you know paper and and then you rip it all apart and then like, yeah well, that's that pretty things become a ball of paper on the floor but I like, yeah, wrap up. It's it's like a, a holiday version of our mixed bags. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like we're just going to look back on the year and just have a bit of a casual time today to end things. And we got a bunch of ideas, which I'll talk about a little bit more at, at the very end uh, for next year already. So just looking forward to a quieter week, maybe. Yeah, we like to try to plan in advance a little bit so that we have a few th- things lined up for January so we don't just get into the new year and it's like, oh, now we have a full month of shows to put together. And especially when you have guests, you do want to give a bit of warning. And so we definitely do have a few things in the works for the new year we're excited about, which we might tease a little bit throughout today's program. But I thought I'd just start quickly with uh, mentioning that we were recently on the Limitless podcast. We mentioned it a few weeks ago that we had been recorded for this podcast from out west out of BC through Blind Beginnings. Blindbeginnings.ca is a, is a website you can go to. Great organization. One of our guests from this year, Sean Marcelet, was, was joined us on the program. And Sean works uh, for Blind Beginnings out, out west. And uh, it's a great organization for blind children and youth out there, out in Canada here. So it's really great to be on the podcast that, that Blind Beginnings has called Limitless. And if you just look up the Limitless podcast or blindbeginnings.ca, the website, you can find a link to it or just on all podcast services. If you looked up Limitless Blind Beginnings, I'm sure you'll find it. Uh, but yeah, it was great to be on that that uh, podcast a, a couple weeks back now. And we always say it's we're used to hosting our own. So it's nice when you're on a show where you're not the host and you can just sit back and, and share your own experiences, but you don't have to worry about running it and organizing that that part of it and all the technical stuff. You can just be the guests. Yeah, it's not uh, up to us how it comes out and all these things. You you can g- give up even more control. Um, we share the, the that balance on the show, but sometimes it can be, you know, you're carrying a lot and you're talking about these things and you, of course, never speak for all blind people or all people with disabilities or whatever intersectionality it is, but you still feel the weight of what you're doing in case someone is listening and obviously this is a lot of our thoughts on this show but we try to bring in people who know more about the things we talk about than we do 
uh, to sort of make uh, the perspectives all the more rich. And uh, so, yeah, we, um, we'll talk a bit about the holidays today, but we'll also talk about a few other things. Yeah, so the Limitless podcast is great. Highly recommend you check it out. It's just awesome that we found another, some other guests we had on this year were from the AT Banter podcast, which is another podcast from out west that we were on in 2022 back in, I think it was June maybe. Uh, we were on that podcast, AT Banter, which you can also look up on all podcast services. And that one was also really interesting. They actually have four hosts on that one. So it's definitely a lot of different personalities and uh, it's kind of neat compared to us. We have just two. But all of these podcasts, Limitless, AT Banter, our show, we're different in our own ways, right? Nobody, No podcast is identical per se, but we all do cover a lot of similar things and it all is all focused on disability and blindness specifically, but all disabilities in our case, we really want to try to start expanding that more and more. Well, you don't just want to have it where it's, oh, well, you only need one podcast about that one thing. Yeah, it's all about, <laughs> we talk about all about having choice and sometimes... When you do have too many choices, it can be overwhelming, but wow. it is important in, in, in my opinion because everyone does have a slightly different perspective and a different technique and approach of, of doing a show. And it's like anything, right? You want to have choice. You want to have different options. And the more forums and, and places there are out there that are talking about this stuff, the better because we still, we still haven't talked about it as much as we should be in the media. All disabilities, really. I mean, it's getting more attention than it used to, but it's, it's always an ongoing thing, so... It is nice to see these things come cropping up more and more. So many podcasts out there that cover these topics. Yep. And we will talk a bit about this time of year and also about some of the things I've been watching lately because it ties back to some of our guests we've had this past year. Um, we got a few issues in the blindness community right now that a lot of people are talking about. And we also have, sadly, a few um, RIP type topics one was from earlier in the year. Um, that was John Ray, a blind activist that we had on in March, luckily, and then he died. Unfortunately, really, uh, by April, he he was gone. Uh, so that was, I think, three month, a couple months into our show this year. And um, this year is ending with another passing away of someone in the blindness community. If you're around long enough, it's funny. These are small. It's a small world, but yet. So all blind people don't know each other. But these days with the internet, you're meeting people in certain places and ev a lot of people congregate and everybody sort of meets each other through it. So it's just, uh, we met, we never met this guy in person though, right, Brian? Yeah, so Scott Labar recently did pass away back on December the 10th here this month. And he's from, from the United States. And again, since, since I turned 30 and, y you know, you're, three years older than me, uh, we really started to kind of get more in involved in the blindness community. So ba before then, I hadn't even heard of, of Scott Labar no. um, being here from Canada and just not being as involved in the communities, but especially in the U.S., but really in, in, in I think, in the world as far as just it's, it's, it's such a big organization, the National Federation of the Blind out of the U.S., and they do so much for, for the blindness movement. And Scott Labar was definitely a key figure in that organization. And... Uh, Got to know of him a little bit just through through the the NFB, and then in 2021 we actually had uh, our first CFB Canadian Federation of the Blind virtual convention. And commonly with with the CFB, they'll have a, a representative from the NFB in the states join in for the con uh, for the convention, give a speech at the end at the banquet, and uh, just come in and out a little bit and and. Uh, report on what's going on there and just, just join us for, for our events. And sometimes in the past, I think he may have actually attended a CFB convention in person before I knew about the CFB. 
I thought I'd heard that somewhere. That's quite possible, yeah. Yeah, but uh, in 2021... They they recycle their uh, representatives that they send. There's only so many and certain ones. Well, yeah, and it's also to get to Canada was a bit of a process, whereas now with Zoom, it was maybe a bit easier, but it depends. People are quite busy with so many projects that it has to be, they have to be available on that specific day and... Um, so yeah, I don't know specifically what we want to share about, about Scott Labar. As we said, we didn't know him personally. I do have a clip. Yeah, I don't really have feel that I can speak too much to him. But I the Marrakesh Treaty is something maybe you could talk a little bit about. Something we've touched a little bit on on this show. And he had a lot to do with that. As, it, as yeah. it'll come up here, he uh, had his own law practice. So was a blind lawyer and uh, really, really did so much for, for the blindness movement, as I said. Well, just having more lawyers who are blind, it helps... Like I said, for blind people to be in all fields, uh, because then you're going to get more representation. You're not just going to have, you know, somebody losing their sight needing a lawyer. You're going to have blind lawyers who are perfectly capable of doing all of the things that a lawyer would do. You just sometimes adapt it, and everybody adapts things. But it's I'm sure it's a lot of work to become a lawyer. Uh, this guy, you know, he was very he was full of life, and it was I wasn't expecting it. I don't know him, so it just says he died of an illness. So. You know, I don't know how many people saw it coming, but... Yeah, he was just in his early 50s and, you know, had been involved in the NFB for a long time. I guess he went blind in the late 70s and uh, just the NFB had a memoriam up on their their webpage about him. And he did a lot of arguing in the courts on behalf of blind people who experienced discrimination, which is a common thing out there that happens quite a bit. So it was obviously helpful the more support you can get and then, you know, especially somebody which you'll hear a clip here in a minute of such a personality to, to really be able to speak out and, and uh, be heard and uh, worked at, was the president of the Colorado affiliate of the, of the National Federation of the Blind and plenty of, um, helped out plenty of people as a mentorship, uh, freely gave hundreds of individuals and, you know, rose, <laughs> raised a, a family and uh, so much, so much stuff. But yeah, this Marrakesh Treaty Care I don't know how much you know about it. It's something we should maybe talk about a bit more, dealing with copyright. and Again, we need to get someone who knows a lot more about right. it than me in the new year uh, to talk really about it. I just I know it, it makes text accessible across borders, right? So um, so that more e-books and Braille file books that blind people can read on their Braille displays and things, it makes it easier to, to exchange the, the collections that different countries have. Because some countries, you know, are small and they don't have very much at all. And other countries like the U.S. are have incredibly, have, have a great system built in, uh, a, li- a library for the blind that you can, anybody can access. And, and Canada has some options. So, yeah, it's um, something we would have to seek out a, an expert on in the new year to talk more about it. Yeah, in the memoriam that I just referred to from the NFB website... It mentions that in his, um, he was known for his leadership in securing the Marrakesh Treaty, which is described as an international agreement permitting the sharing of accessible books, which was just from one among one of one of the many ways that he created positive and lasting change in the blindness community. So, rest in peace to to Scott Labar. Of course, you know our thoughts go out to the family and his kids and, and wife. And it's it's just everyone's everyone's struggling, and everyone these things happen to to everyone over time, and it's. Uh, it's a tough, it's tough stuff to, to hear about, especially after hearing him speak at uh, our convention. So I thought it would be worthwhile to play a little clip of Scott from from that time, Care, I know it was, it was such a new experience for us hosting a virtual convention. You and I were both the hosts. Yeah. As we've been doing this show, we've been doing this show for 
about two and a half years at that point in, in May of 2021 when we had our virtual convention and uh, over Zoom. And uh, so I actually introduced Scott that first morning and then he gave a speech at the end. So we play a little segment here of me introducing him and then a bit of Scott speaking. This is our first virtual convention, so yeah, we are, can you hear me now? Some... Yes, I can hear there Scott Labar right I now. Am... I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a quick introduction here, Scott, and then I'll take it over to you. Sure. So for everyone here today, let's welcome our national rep from the National Federation of the Blind, Scott Labar. He was born in Minnesota and heard about the NFB through the scholarship program. He currently serves as president of the NFB of Colorado and of the National Association of Blind Lawyers. So welcome Scott Labar to our Canadian Federation of the Blind 2021 virtual convention. It's been a great day being with all of you. I have been uh, coming in and out as I can uh, throughout the day and I've really enjoyed the convention. Um, I have my own law practice, has been running that for a long time. Uh, I've built a successful business. Um, I have a wonderful family. Uh, my wife, Anahit, who's also blind, uh, is a teacher of blind kids. She just changed her career in the last year here. Um, she's got a good job. Uh, we've got two wonderful kids. I have literally uh, been involved in the National Federation of the Blind uh, all of my adult life. Honestly, I didn't want to be involved with any blind organization. I thought blind people were weird. I mean, I know I was blind and everything, but I was, uh, as uh, Carrie and uh, Brian were saying, I was in an integrated school, mainstreamed, as we said, here in the U.S. I went blind in 1978. Yeah, so there you go. Rest in peace to, to Scott Labar, and uh, that was quite the quite the night, I still remember. I was actually at your place in Woodstock. We were both there, and I was sitting in the in the on the main floor in the room there with headphones on and just listening to this entire speech. And it was it was quite the quite the speech. And as you can tell there in his voice, so, so enthusiastic. And yeah, he was coming to us from his patio, yeah, I guess, yeah, in Colorado. So it was a nice, beautiful weekend in May. One of the first warmer weekends that May. And yeah, it was just with Zoom. Everybody was making the best of it, COVID and all that. And it, it was quite the year's convention and it was such such an energy he brought to it uh, and his stories and his speech were great and so yeah it was great that we got to at least know a bit about him yeah and I imagine he was there in Orlando when we actually were in person at a convention oh, yeah. but we oh, yeah. there's so many people there and it's not like you just meet every single person no. so I uh, like I said never never met him in person but you know he did address us there and it was interesting to kind of have that virtual little bit of a relationship I did talk to him I think we had a, we wanted to do some the second night care. I remember we wanted to have some social events, but everything got so busy we didn't have time. But the, yeah. the first night there was a social event, and I actually I did talk to him for a couple minutes one on one there. So it's just that piece is sad because he 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 get basically explained you know tells us all about his family, and then just to think of them now. This yeah. wasn't the Christmas they were. I mean, again, I don't know how long he might have been ill, but uh, yeah, hopefully it, it was a it was a yeah. I just. These things never, you're never expecting it like that, so. Yeah, absolutely, so. Rest in peace to Scott Labar, and. Uh, and also John Ray, who died, as we said, back in March, and uh, it's it's hard when you lose somebody who, both of them fought really hard for a lot of causes that blind people need more fight, need more uh, work on. I always, the word fight. I know, it's not, I the, know. not the greatest it's word. It's not my favorite word, but uh, sometimes you have to 
push through these things and and if you're not persistent enough you don't you're not dogged enough about something and certain personalities like like Scott's like like John's I also really like just saying Labar is just a, it's a fun name yeah that's a cool name <laughs> but anyway yeah that was um that was sad and as I might might have brought the show um to begin today I might have said you know I was going to say something about the holidays being rough for a lot of people and so whether you just lost somebody and it's your first Christmas without them or it's years but yet it still hurts when you come to a holiday like this where again everybody is all around you going on and on and you know talking about shopping and family gatherings and their plans and and decorating and and not everybody experiences that and I have to remember that because I mean I've had a hard Christmas here and there I had one several years ago and like family like you got me through that sort of thing but it, depending on what support you have and what you're going through it's um, it's really hard and I always think it's important we acknowledge that because again this isn't an entire Christmas show but when we do talk about it it's our experience and obviously it's not the same as when we were kids anymore but I still really enjoy this time of year. It always seems well, to buck my spirits it, up. It makes me think a bit of like when we had back in June of this year, we had our, our father on for Father's Day. Same thing. Yeah. And that, that's another time when, you know, we're celebrating, we're, we're happy to have our father on the show and have a really interesting open conversation with him. But then you realize out there that there are a lot of difficult relationships out there. Either someone's father, you know, may not long, may no longer be around or maybe they don't get along. Like there's just... It's again. It's trying to look at your the the privilege that's that you might have in some certain areas, and you know we all struggle in in some ways. But it's it's also just recognizing that not everyone is able to celebrate and be in the certain spirits, and sometimes like those t- types of days can sort of be the opposite effect if if you struggle in in those areas. So, but uh, mentioning John Ray, I think I have a clip of him as well. I think we should probably play here, and again, just just. Such an outspoken guy in the disability movement. Somebody else I didn't actually know about really until our that convention in 2021, where we we had a whole panel on the, on the the CNIB. There was a whole presentation on the CNIB being a bit of a monopoly here in Canada, sort of taking over too many services and not giving enough choice sometimes. And there was a whole panel about that. And and John chimed in at the end when we had a question and answer period, and uh, just very distinctive presence from from John Ray as well, and did so many things. Was involved in the Triple Vision podcast which is a podcast we've talked about on this this program a little bit, which is in the process of outlining the history of blindness here in Canada and something we want to talk a little bit more about on this this program in future, but a great Canadian podcast that John was a part of the team for for them, also part of the Alliance for the Equality of Blind Canadians, another very important organization here in Canada. And he was just, he was just around for many decades, more than we've been around. So people like that are part of the history and you have to respect some of the work they've done. I always say, oh, advocacy, advocacy, or activism, what's activism, what's the differences, and who calls themselves what. Uh, But, you know, he really did fight for so many things that I think make him an activist. And yeah, he did have a very distinct voice, and we just, we got to find out more about him and then luckily had him on. Yeah, so if you do want to check out that episode back in, it was March the 7th of 2022, Think Global, Act Local with John Ray. So we'll post a link to that in the in the podcast notes for this episode when we put it up later this week. But if you want to hear our whole conversation with John, you can hear it there on the podcast feed. And as I said, he was involved with the Alliance for the Equality of Blind Canadians as a co-chair and uh, did a lot for government relations as a government relations committee. 
So was really involved with government, which is another area we won't get too into today because it's <laughs> something that uh, we want to keep today's episode somewhat light, Very even though we've had some happy, joyous, some tough topics to kind of cover here in the first half but yeah. um it's another thing that that john was definitely very good at getting involved in government it's something that i definitely plan to do as i get older here and yeah i mean we didn't, we didn't know we'd be doing any of this you know five, five years, years ago, ago ten yeah. years ago yeah. uh so who knows more years you're around and the more things you see and the more things you try and and you know help out with exactly so rest in peace to john ray passing away there uh in in april and uh, so just about a month after we had him on the program and uh, we thought we'd play a little clip from, from his appearance here. Museums are one of my many passions. Um, I'm a history lover. I've traveled the world and uh, part of it is my desire to visit some of the places I've read about. And, you know, a lot of times people wonder why in the world would a blind person want to travel what do we get out of it anyway and i would i I actually take the opposite view that for us it's even more important to travel because and i'm not suggesting this is is anywhere as good it's not but sighted person can look at a picture can appreciate a place we can't do that and so actually being in a place i think is even more important for us so yeah, very good point there. And we talk a lot about travel on this show and how how much we both like to travel. When I was a kid, not so much. I was a little more, uh, oh, I just want to stay home. But as I, I got older. stay home and listen to music. <laughs> yeah, which still love staying home and listening to music. Don't get me wrong. But uh, but traveling is very important. And, and like John points out, you know, we don't have photos to, to kind of look back on. And I used to tape, tape a lot on cassettes, which was my way of remembering things, which... That helps too. And I've always loved like buying, like buying a the tourism video for a place. Nowadays with YouTube and stuff, you can just watch those all over the online. But yeah, I used to just watch documentaries about travel. And uh, so yeah, I, I love that he talked about travel in that post. It's just funny looking ahead to next year and looking back on this last one. Along with blindness on the show, we talk about other disability and chronic illness. And and June tw- June twenty twenty two was twenty five years since my kidney transplant. And you seem to think I'll be good for a long time to come. I don't know what the future holds, but I know that during COVID, I felt like I tucked away a lot. <laughs> but but now that things are opening up, even though it's still out there, uh, and I, we finally caught it, experienced it ourselves this year, but uh, that I still want to travel yet. I don't know what 2023 will bring because I always think I could be back on dialysis someday or, and then who knows before I get another transplant and you're less mobile in those cases. So I want to travel and yet the idea of planning a trip, it's just, yeah, I haven't thought that far ahead really, but you start to dream a little bit in your head, you know? And, and so the way he described that was just, um, he, he totally had me with him there. Yeah, you could tell that he still wanted to do some more traveling in his lifetime and was hoping that maybe he could. And yeah. it's one of those things, it's like anything, right? You you never know when something could be your last opportunity. And it's, of course, it's tough during the pandemic. You'd want to, you don't want to risk, risk it. And it's one of these things, again, that I won't harp on it too much, but it's the fact that the pandemic isn't over. And sometimes people want to just move on and pretend everything's I mean, again, totally I, gone, but it's, how do they classify what a pandemic is? Is what well, I don't know what stage we're in, but I know COVID is still out there. Right, yeah, that's just it. Know. But, but it's, again, it's it's sometimes it is like along with RSV and the flu, and it's being so specific, like oh, something's done and that's it. Whereas nothing in life is generally that cut and dry. Usually, it's somewhere in the middle, and things don't just magically it's kinda, go away. And kind of fuzzy. 
So it is a bit of a tricky time, especially for us both being immunosuppressed as well with, with having, as you mentioned, your kidney transplant. And I've also had uh, kidney transplants. I've actually had two. So it's something that we both do think about. But at the same point, we do need to get out there as well because it, it helps to get out in the world and not stay inside all the time. So, But uh, anyway, uh, rest, rest in peace again to, to John Ray, very sad, and Scott Labar. And so we just wanted to recognize both of them here in the first half of the program. But what do you say, Kara? It's coming up on the halfway point now, so I think probably take a little break. Sounds good. And uh, we will be back after this with more of today's episode of Outlook. Radio Western. Welcome back to Outlook today. I'm here with my brother, and we are doing our wrap-up episode of 2022. And it's wrap-up because it's that time of year when you wrap up presents. <laughs> or do you? Oh, or do you? Yeah, I heard somebody <laughs> trying to save stuff on, you know, wear and tear on the on the environment. They they say just wrap your presents in pillowcases, and it, it made me think of on Halloween when like kids don't think a bag is strong enough or big enough, they'll take a <laughs> They'll take a pillowcase. Yeah. Well, you can use gift bags and stuff like that. and Yeah, reusing things is better than... Other options. And, you know, back back when we were kids on Christmas morning, our, our parents, we never did have our, our gifts wrapped, really, which, you know, it's different in every family. And I know it's, yeah. for a lot of people, it's tradition that you get used to, but it's all about, in this world, it's all about, especially the last few years, we're really realizing it. It's about adapting and changing and maybe considering the environment a bit and not throwing out as much wrapper every every well, year but of course right now with everybody's going on and on and afraid of a, of recession uh and again it's not my main topic so i won't get too much into that but this time of year does put pressure on people to spend things and that that why you could use that money in better ways but there is a lot of pressure this time of year and uh, that that extends into being able to eat and poverty and all the things that are these all of these lessons like you learn like it's funny, last year was the first year and I don't know how many years I didn't watch A Christmas Carol, the old black and white one, I think from 1951, um, with my dad on Christmas Eve. It's our tradition. And I just love that story, as bleak as it feels to me, writing about that part of England in the 1840s or whenever it was supposed to take place. And just how you're out on the street. Like, it was just so harsh. But yet, we've had topics this year on Outlook ourselves where we've talked about the reality of a lot of people in Canada and, and in the country we are, we're we blessed to live in but yeah it's not so easy for everybody and well I mean they're talking a lot lately about food banks being busier than ever and more more people needing them this year than, than, than ever and again it just it does go to show that we, we all do live here in this country but a lot of us are more advantaged than others and privileged and it's, it's unfortunate that we really need to somehow find a way to, to make change and it's it's uh, it's daunting but it's it's the reality and yeah and so a couple years a couple weeks ago I think it was yeah not years <laughs> what am I talking about here we're talking about 2022 but a couple weeks ago we had someone from disability without poverty and they talked about bill c22 which of course everybody in, in the government federal government's gone home now for the year till the end of January I think but hopefully they're hoping bill 20 uh, bill the C-22 in 2023 will be passed. And so we had that on a couple of weeks ago. So yeah, talking about that that topic, it can be hard. You know, it's talking about money. It's talking about the inequalities of poverty. Uh, but disability is often a part of that. Uh, 
So it's important that we talk about it and uh, hopefully find others who can have a, a good conversation with us about it because I don't know about you and me on our own talking about it. Yeah, for sure. No, it's always great to get somebody who's more involved. And, and I mean, we I did go to the, um, the uh, was it the board meeting? I forget what they called it now. No, it was just like a, a seminar to update Yeah, it was a round, on, right. It was the roundup from the, pretty much where they were at with Bill C-22 and Disability Without Poverty in general, but specifically about that bill that they were hoping to to get at least another reading here in 2022. And, you Mm. know, Bill C-22, 2022, it kind of also fit together, (laughs) sounded good. And me with my love of numbers and stats, you know, I thought that was pretty neat too. And I was hoping, but uh, hopefully it's it's always just something that you still got to continue to talk about and we'll definitely do so in in the new year. But I don't know. What do you think, Kara? What do you want to talk about specific memories? I mean, I do have a big list. I said earlier at the top, we had 43 guests. So many. I'm not going to sit here and read through them all. You're best to just look up Outlook on Radio Western and check out our podcast feed from the entire year. But, you know, like last week, thanks again to Cindy Scott Hausman for, for joining us. Great guest we got connected to through another recent guest, Kyle Kuiper, both from from Arkansas in the United States. So we've uh, talked a lot about art galleries and, and gallery accessibility right, so this Cant- year. Cantrell Gallery is is Cindy's gallery, which you can look up online. Um, been in the family for, for a long time. And uh, so it was really great to talk about art. It's something that someone might say, it's a podcast about blindness and stuff. Why would you talk about art? But as you can tell, if you listen back to that episode, it's it still has its relevance and people can still work in those positions and, and find different things that they can still do to, to run a gallery that's been in the family for so long, even if they did go blind a few years ago, like in, in Cindy's case. And again, talking about John Ray, a guest we just had on early in this year, I met him through a class on inclusive design at OCAD University as con- con- consultants. And that's, I mean, like you said, he showed up at our convention in 2021, but that's where I got to know him a bit better. And from there, I asked him on, on Outlook, but um, we had a nice phone chat one day, the one day he and I, and uh, so, yeah, talking about travel, talking about art, I love both of those and, you know, Brian's a musician. And so we, we talk about all these topics because... Uh, we're trying to reach audience uh, on a ro- wide array of topics. So. Yeah, speaking of uh, musician, I just wanted to quick mention on the show here that uh, my friend that I've, I've known since you know grade three, I guess, pretty much. So since the since the mid '90s, moved to England about ten years ago, and he's been back here for for a few weeks over the holidays, and we've been getting in some some band practices. We have a few songs together, and I think it might be a record here. We've had five practices in the last week. It's just, it's, it feels so good. It's like you say, we need distractions in life. We need things to focus on. And creativity is so important, whether it be visual art or sound, music. Uh, but it's just been such a busy week. I've been back and forth to Woodstock. I g- generally, I live here in London, but I, uh, so I've been back and forth quite a bit because Carrie is very gracious to allow us to use her basement to make a lot of loud noise. Well, like I said, I, I really think it's cool to hear your songs. You've had a, a few different groups who've had at least three I can think of over the years you practiced in my basement and instead of you know paying for a practice space somewhere that everybody has to get to and uh, but, but you've gone you've gone through a, a bunch of versions of the band with different friends of yours and bands and it's just to hear these songs being developed down in my basement uh, from you know their execution earliest on to when you guys are really confident with them and you're playing them through and practicing and and yeah that the fact that 
your friend comes home for these chunks, you're able to practice days in a row often, and which is harder to do when everybody's got such busy, busy lives. But I know you're already worn out and Christmas hasn't even come. Yeah, I mean, in, in a good way, but it's it's like anything. It, it is it is tiring in its own way, but it's also, you feel so accomplished and there's a there's a certain uh, excitement that you get from it. And especially this past Saturday, we had, we had one day where we could have a really long practice and we took breaks, but it was like pretty much eight hours. And that's a lot. A lot of people hear that and like, wow, how do you... Uh, but we definitely did take breaks. And then I yesterday, that. yesterday we had another jam right after that, like a shorter one. And even I definitely noticed, I was like, wow, definitely a little feeling a little tired today. But it's, it's like anything, if you do it, practice is so important and, and doing it day after day is what really helps. And generally, like you say, in life, it's hard to be able to pull that off because people do have busy lives going on. So hmm. that's been a lot of fun for me, for me this week. Plus, I will just let listeners know that if you want to hear some Christmas music this week, later on, and you're listening to Radio Western, check out Brian's show, Tin Music, on, on Friday at noon. You'll, it's your annual Christmas show, and I look forward to that. Also, I mean, last year I got to be a guest host on one of your shows at Christmas, uh, and that was fun. But I love your show. And speaking of Christmas rapping, which is our show's called the Christmas Wrap-Up, this one, this one uh, you always play a song for me that I, I, I sort of, push you into playing well <laughs> it's, I called, called, yeah it's, it's it's by the waitresses and uh it's one of the better christmas songs out there i think yeah christmas, it's one of, christmas rapping it's one of the ones that is some like mainstream enough like it's definitely been on radio i think it was yeah. a hit back in the 80s but it's not quite as overplayed as, as some songs and uh yeah it's a it's a fun one to play and i do like playing it uh for you and requesting it out especially because christmas is a time of family and um so thanks for the for plugging that in well, like, this is a talk show. We start out the week with the talk show, um, the two of us, which takes a whole different part of your brain to do. Yeah. And then you end it off Fridays with your music show, and I know you you get a lot out of that. So that just showcases the, the art that you're interested in, which in which it shows how wide of a scope there is for music out there. Well, yeah, I mean, in 2022, obviously, I'll t- talk about that in more detail on my own show when I do my favorites from the year coming up in January, but just discovering more and more new music than ever. And it just, it feels great to see so much creativity out there and hear so many new sounds. And, and, uh, it's, it's something that really keeps me going day to day because there's always something new for me to discover. And I love supporting and promoting new music. So way to go 2022. Never, the year never disappoints, but uh, every year there's just so much great new stuff. Yeah. And, uh, I was going to say, uh, before, I was going to say, I'll, I was going to talk a bit about what I've been watching recently, and I know I mentioned, I think, a little bit in the last few weeks, but I've been watching a lot of great stuff with audio description, and we've had some guests this year on Outlook who do that work, they're writing it, they're they're working on it, they're voicing, they're, you know, they're doing all the jo- jobs, and they're collaborating with others doing the work, and on these streaming services like Netflix or Disney Plus, they have so many things now that have audio description, it's in the settings. Once you turn it on, it will just automatically automatically play any film or series that has it. Uh, so as I said recently, I watched Wednesday on Netflix, which was Tim Burton, and I thought it was a great ad- adaptation. It takes place at a place called Nevermore, Nevermore Academy. And it's like a boarding school for, so it's like a Harry Potter-ish type thing, but it's kids with different abilities and and supernatural abilities and kids with different backgrounds. And of course, it's uh, Nevermore. Uh, Yeah, it's sort of a literary reference if you're not familiar with with that stuff but but yeah I watched that with excellent audio description because there's a lot of action on that show there's a lot of weird situation situations Wednesday Adams ends up in and a lot of dark magic on the screen of with Tim Burton 
of course, at the helm of it all. And so it was really great integrated audio description. Plus, um, I also watched Harry and Meghan on Netflix, which also has some great audio description. So this year on Outlook, we've had, uh, we had um, recently Kelly Evans on. And uh, yeah, we had a great discussion about what audio description is. And we keep talking about it on Outlook because you never know who's listening each different episode and who might not know anything about it. And uh, there can be bad audio description, but I really love finding great stuff out there. And then I can really enjoy a show like Wednesday, like anyone else. And I know my niece is into that show. So got to watch that. Um, But yeah, it's getting more and more familiar. So, and I can't convince Brian to watch Harry and Meghan, but. Yeah, I mean, maybe I will someday. <laughs> well, we had an interesting. Well, you didn't con- try to convince me. Uh, I know I didn't try. You just said you already watched it. We had an interesting conversation about the monarchy, and I have my issues with it. So that's why I I found the fast the documentary more than just even them specifically. They're fun. They're fine in it, and they're interesting to watch on the screen. And it's a beautifully made documentary. But I just like the the broader themes it ta- tackles, and it just sort of shows where racism sort of stands in, in different places like England and, and with their years of, and you know, Canada, we're a Commonwealth country, so we're tied to it all. So I have a say in it, and it was just interesting the way they highlighted her activism and fighting the causes that they fight and some of the pressures. And I can always relate with Harry because he's my age and just the fact that he lost his mother the summer I got my transplant. So this year I thought about it a bit already anyways, before the queen died, before this came, this documentary came out and, and just, I felt for him at the time that to lose his mom like that. It doesn't matter if he's wealthy and a royal and I'm not, I just felt for him since then about, about that particular issue. So, but yeah, so thanks to, to people like Kelly Evans who do audio description and I've been, doing a bit of work in that field myself and it's it's great to seeing to see it growing yeah and i mean like you say audio description a big thing we talked about on this this program over this this past year and something we always want to talk about another thing is 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 accessible products and there's a lot out there the more and more as time goes on you know the the purdy's chocolatier having the braille box which um you know is, is a very important product that that includes braille and uh we actually you sent me an article a while ago about uh wine um which is on the vinepair.com website oh i was gonna sorry i was gonna ask if you if you wanted to bring that up on the show i know keeping that under the wraps i just kind of thought about it recently so i thought i'd quickly mention just because it is around christmas time and it's our last show of the year oh. well we'll talk about a bit more about it when we come back in january because we haven't actually tried it yet no. Um, but my friend here in, in London uh, manages a liquor store so, here. So um, I was able to check with him and they did have a bottle in stock left. So uh, he definitely, he got me one and it'll be interesting to try. There is Braille on the label of the bottle. And uh, so I thought that was pretty neat. Um, As we're see. saying, it's been, it's just quite faint. So I wonder how, how far that bottle's traveled. It's probably been stuck in a crate with a bunch of other bottles rubbing up against it. And Braille on a, on a paper label like that, it will go flat. So it's a little harder to read. But we made out, and it's French, uh, we made out the word rouge, rouge. rouge and uh, village, <laughs> village. So I don't know. I don't um, pretend that I'm great with French, but I just thought it was cool. And yeah, my, my friend originally told me about it. Uh, she lives in Ireland. And at first I thought, oh, do I have to go to France to get this? And then I saw, like you say, the website. And 
the fact that you have a friend who manages a liquor store. Yeah, so maybe we'll Pretty share convenient. that. I think we should share that link as well to this to this story in the in the podcast notes because it's just interesting. It's a it's a family um, from France, and it's uh, Michel Chapoutet. Um, comes from the dynasty of dynasty of winemakers, and this is an oh. interesting story, kind of how the Braille ended up on the wine labels um, for the for this uh, these winemakers, and uh, so it's just it's great to actually have this bottle. And I know red wine isn't your favorite. <laughs> I was um, gonna say if you if you want a great shot, take a picture of me right when I because s- I'm gonna try it. It is Braille wine, so I should try it. Uh, but I'm a little yeah, I'm not totally looking forward to actually drinking it. But I I thought it'd make a good picture because you can usually tell on my face when I don't. I kind of make a sour face at something, uh, but yeah, I, I just think it's great that that you can find wine on you can find Braille on so many things. And starting twenty twenty three, like we do most years on the show, January fourth is World Braille Day. So that's sort of how we often one of the main uh, events or occasions that usually kick off a new year here for us because Braille matters so much to us. Of course, it doesn't matter that the same to all blind people. Not all blind people read Braille. Uh, but we talk about it when we can. So, yeah, Braille products, Braille on chocolate, Braille on wine. Braille on shirts, iDesign. We spoke right. with Alexa Jovanovich from uh, iDesign, A-I-L-L-E. So another another organization that's that's uh, putting Braille on, on uh, mainstream products for anyone to buy. You know, you don't even have to be blind. It's a style, and you've been yeah, buying like a, a lot of your shirts. A now. fashion a new fashion style. Yeah, I well, since COVID, I haven't really gone into many stores to buy clothes. And so I've been wearing what I have, which is good for the environment, again, as we're talking today about a lot of excess thing stuff. But uh, these days, I just usually order a shirt on the line when I come across a company that is doing something I like or that means something to me with an image, certain image or a certain thing. And yeah, I've got two t-shirts now with braille dots and uh, one sweatshirt. And uh, I just, I got my blue one here that I, that I like now and my sweatshirt. So it's just great to see braille on, on those products, clothes, chocolate, wine. Yeah, absolutely. So I thought I'd bring that up and we will give you a uh, an update on the wine when we come back in January for our, for our beginning of the year <laughs> mixed bag 2023 oh, yeah. episode. Did Carrie did Carrie spit out the wine? No, <laughs> well, she wouldn't don't do, do that. that. For the for the record, I love red wine, so I don't know what Carrie's what's going on with Carrie why she doesn't <laughs> like it. But listen, <laughs> we t- we passed this place this, on the way here called the Bulk Bulk Barrel. Whenever I drink red wine, I think I'm drinking a barrel. I don't know. It's just it's that's. Fresh wine. That's what wine's supposed to taste like. But I'm used to the white wine, so so sue so sue me, Brian. Yeah, everyone likes what they like. It's, become, there's no judgment on this show. Become I'm a lawyer just, and sue me. I'm just giving you a hard time because <laughs> I'm your brother, and why not, right? <laughs> why don't I like all the things you like? Yeah, that would be boring though. <laughs> yeah, if we all just everyone just liked the same things, but that wouldn't make us for nearly a good enough show on the that we do. If that was the case, no, I don't even know if our show would exist then because we'd all be on the same. With everything. <laughs> well, we talk about if we do get a chance to throw in any last minute Christmas memories on this episode, I'm not sure, but we talk about growing up, our diff- experiences at Christmas were different as children. Well, we're still in the same house, they were the same. Both of us could relate that we were both blind, but I had more sight as a child, so color and lights, I did love that part of, of Christmas, and you could see lights, but... Yeah, I could see the tree, um, like if there's lights on the, when I walk by a Christmas tree, I can I can see those lights, which is still kind of nice, but yeah, not maybe quite the same as you who did have the but more vision. You know what it made me think of is, we, we would do things that were more tactile, right? That we'd have advent calendars, those ones with the chocolates, and 
our mom would braille all the doors. Yeah, because those calendars, I mean, most people probably know, but, you know, they're not in order. It's not just, no. I can just count where's, over. Where's day 22? Yeah. Yeah, so they'd be all random, but our mom would braille all of those doors so that I could, I remember I had it, I had a cork board in my bedroom and it would be pinned up there and I'd wake up every morning back in December, way back in the day, and I'd feel around until I found the number of the day that it was and open up the door and have this little piece of chocolate and it was a pretty fun tradition that we had going on there in, in December that I always looked forward to as a but, kid. But the difference of color that I would bring into that is while you had a your advent cal- calendar pinned up on your corkboard, you also would often have, do you remember those chains? I don't know yeah. if listeners ever made those in school or Probably, at home. yeah, like loops, paper loops on a chain that it'd be long because you'd have each day of the month. But it, it would be red and green ones. Right, see, I would obviously never think of that, but right? you... That's what I mean. That There's the a difference color. where Christmas to me was red and green and white and all these certain colors and... For you, you saw some lights on the tree, which is is kind of what I see now. So I have a tree at my house, and if I really focus, I can kind of enjoy it. Uh, because I use, I require still those giant bulbs, the ones you'd have outside, the ones nobody uses anymore. They're bad for the environment, I'm sure, and they're old and they shatter. You know, LED, little LEDs, and they're more sparkly, and and but they're just so much tinier that I just don't see them. And so the times when I used to like driving around and looking at Christmas lights, that stuff has to change into loving this time of year with the music and the smells and the. But even those, even those chains, it's interesting you bring up the colors because obviously for me being pretty much totally blind, I never thought about that, but I still did like them because they would be, you know, I could, it was very tactile and it was longer, obviously at the beginning of the month as you took each loop off. And yeah, so I remember having fun with them as well. You'd start to have, well, no, that's why I mean, mostly I remember you having them, even though I like the colored paper you might use or the school would have you use. But for you, it was just being able to feel how many more loops are there to go. That's how many days of Christmas is still coming. And and so, yeah, there's tactile ways of doing that. It's not all about the pretty sparkly visuals of Christmas. Uh, so I just thought I'd throw that in there. Yeah, that's a great memory. I haven't thought about those in quite a while. So Loops. Um. But uh, yeah, as I said, so many guests this year, we're not going to sit here and, and just read a big list. But another one I did want to mention was is Katie Morgan, a very loyal listener of the show, might be actually out there listening today here in London. And every year, obviously, we celebrate, we sort of have try to do something around the anniversary of the show in uh, on September 10th. And this year is our fourth, fourth year. We're going to be hitting five years coming up here in 2023. But uh, we had the idea to never actually met Katie in person before, just Katie likes our posts on Facebook a lot and always listens to the show. So we thought it'd be worthwhile to have, have them in studio and just actually have a guest in on the show, more of a sit-in almost, so that it wasn't like a full-out interview, constant question, question, question. It was more, because we've talked about this idea more and more, of just having somebody else sit in to change the dynamic a bit. But I thought it was a really neat idea to have Katie in on the uh, four-year anniversary episode that in studio back in September. And that was a lot of fun. So just uh, shout-outs to Katie for, for joining us. Yeah, we appreciate we appreciate picking up fans along the way who promote and tell others about the show and what we're doing because it's, it's not going to reach any ears. It's not going to make any kind of impact at all. So it's good to hear when there are people out there listening and somebody like Katie in town here is always out at different events and supporting people and it's it's great and I'm so glad we met people like Katie through what is it? and we got to meet them in person this time as we said. There's so many ways of when you do a show, you don't really know who's listening. And it was like with my music show, Chin Music, last Friday, I got a call about one of the songs. They, The person called and asked, who's that one song called uh, called Hologram by? I really liked it. And I told them it was by Night Shift. And you, you, know, you never know. Like they said, they enjoy listening to the show, but I wouldn't know. People, you have various ways of knowing, but I haven't, 
I'm not the best at keeping up with that stuff. And not that it's not important, but I'm also just, I want to do the show and I don't want to spend too much energy worrying, oh, does, did a lot of people hear this one? But, no. you know, there's so many ways we can c- get connected with people, either somebody who's a guest on the show, Cindy being on recently has now been liking a lot of the posts and 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 stuff like that. And and then people like Katie, who you just wouldn't know, but ends up hearing it on the on the radio here and starts listening. And there's probably a bunch of people out in their cars any w- Monday that we don't know about who might flip through the dial and hear these voices and, oh, what are they talking about? It takes longer and longer to drive across London these days and yeah. maybe listening at 11 on a Monday. Uh, but, yeah, we wouldn't have met Katie otherwise. So, yeah, that, so that was a fun one. Yeah, so so many guests, as I said, 43 in total uh, this year on Outlook. So thanks to everyone who, who's joined us on the program this year and, and since the beginning back in 2018. And we're hoping to, of course, have many more guests joining us in the, in the new year. Yeah, and sometimes you end a show, like I said, by sort of teasing a bit of what's coming up, and that would be what's coming up in 2023. Again, I don't like to talk too much about some plans that are in the works, some, a project you and I have been working on throughout this Yeah, there was a, there's a, whole, a big project, actually. Yeah, we won't get into too much detail, but we were supposed to have actually a speaking engagement uh, for, for this, this program, and unfortunately, that was right when we both caught COVID. So... Yeah. Weren't able to do that, but it sounds like we still have a connection there and that there might be more to come to talk about about that in 2023. A really neat opportunity that I wouldn't have expected at all and um, could open up a lot of doors. So, Well, just just find new audience and like, yeah, add people to new connections. the... Yeah, add people to the, to, the, to the community that might listen or that might find some value in something we're talking about on these shows. So, yeah, I don't want to talk too much of that, about that, but like I said, that'll be... Fairly into the new year, we'll have some some more to report on that. As Brian and I said before, at the beginning of the show, we've got some guests booked already, and uh, I want to talk to uh, this author that reached out to us. It's great when people reach out to us. Sometimes it's me booking yeah. us, but occasionally some people reach out to us. And and again, you can always email us uh, or on Facebook. I wasn't going to get in. A, I was going to get in a bit to social media today, but again, that would have been a wrap up topic and not just a Christmas. Right. I mean, I know there was this the soundscape app that uh, is a navigation app that a lot of blind people use and enjoy. That yeah, there's been some talk about it being discontinued, but we only have five minutes here, so I don't well, know. Well, no, I, I think we'll just maybe talk about that again in the new year. That's what I was thinking too. Um, it's, but it, it's it's you know, certain things really strike a chord with blind people in 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 ways of accessing accessing the world. So, yeah, th- these apps come and go, and sometimes you get attached to them, and so we'll talk about that in the new year. And we actually have one more interview this week. We're recording. Yeah, I was gonna say we were recording one from home in a couple of days that will air in the new year. So, and that's actually yeah. from a couple of people who have been on this show previously, even in 2022, we've had some, some guests that we'd had on the show before, including our first guest of the year, Ben Fulton, who, uh, speaking yeah, of lawyers back. and, uh, with Scott Labar earlier in tribute to Scott Labar, but, uh, Ben, Ben Fulton is, uh, also a, a blind lawyer and, uh, in Canada this time, in though. Canada. Yeah. So Canadian and we'll be, uh, speaking with him again in the new year about some, some stuff that he's dealing with. So. Well, you know, things move really slow when it's in the courts and stuff that he's right. doing. Right, so it's, it's an kind ongoing of thing. Advocacy. He's, he does, it uh, It moves like snail's pace often, so we just check in. And but yeah, he was our first guest of 2022, and he'll likely be a early guest in 2023 as well. And yeah, you know, so our guests this week, we, we're we going to speak to them right on the cusp of, I don't know, we're going we're gonna to say it's still Christmas, it's Happy New Year, we're not sure how to frame that show but it'll air before we're back live it'll be a, a re, uh, it'll be a pre-record like we sometimes do yeah. and we're going to air that on our second week away here over the break and so that will start technically our, it will be our first episode in January January 2nd 
Yeah, January 2nd. And after New will, Year's Day. We will air Kelly and Ramya from oh, you're giving away the AMI. Well, I, I won't go into what they're up to, no, but I it, it's, well. it's tied into January and uh, some big things that they're doing as, as the radio team themselves, right? So we can bond on that, I guess. Yeah, so Christmas coming up now. Actually, a week from now, it'll be over, so it's everything yeah. flies by, but we're actually having our family celebrations a little bit after Christmas. I mean, we have we do have one on Christmas Eve with the family that's close by here, but then we have family from Scarborough, just uh, the east end of Toronto there, that we'll, we'll have uh, coming down for a couple of days next week, so that's going to be a busy couple fun days with them. And things always change for families over the years. With COVID, we, yeah. haven't, we haven't done what we normally did there for years and years. Since 2019, we haven't all celebrated yeah. together on Christmas because everyone, someone's gotten sick and, yeah. you know, fingers crossed that that still doesn't happen because there is, there's a lot still going around out there. But, well, that's uh, the thing. There's so many work parties and yeah, <laughs> functions. Lots and then of people you, getting together. And then you go around other people and Merry Christmas. Here you go. <laughs> but like we said, it's, it's out there and you can't really avoid it entirely and we just have to cope but we're all coping with a lot right now so if you did listen to this wrap up for 2022 on outlook today uh i do appreciate it as we said with our uh guest katie we, we appreciate listeners and when we get to connect with people and uh that's why we do this show we talk to each other all the time <laughs> sometimes you you need to talk to yeah i mean it's, it's fun to do the ones with just the two of us but eventually it is and it's like i want to hear another voice here yeah it's like i don't want to really talk to you at and the i've moment. been <laughs> i've been seeing you a lot more recently which you know it's also nice of being around christmas but also the fact that i've been practicing in your house and so it's it's like anything we need our time apart as well as as siblings so that we don't to get too much on each other's nerves but overall we do get along quite well so yeah we don't want to break a drumstick on on the other's arm or something <laughs> <laughs> Not gonna get violent here, but I'm talking an ice cream drumstick or the drumsticks. Of <laughs> sure, my, my I'm talking ice cream. Drummer in my band. I'm talking ice cream. Everybody wants to eat ice cream on a cold December day. <laughs> yeah, the perfect Christmas uh, snack. I'm actually more excited. Well, uh, Christmas is a joyous time for me, but I'm really excited. I really love winter solstice, which is on Wednesday. Uh, happy solstice to everybody. Hope you're. I, I'm someone who likes to hibernate, so that's what I'll do a bit of in the next couple of weeks while we're away. Uh, well, I love the. Yeah, speaking of hibernating, like I love the time when it's just after Christmas and right before New Year's. <laughs> like New that, Year, how but, many chunk of days you like? Yeah, I mean, we have the family stuff, which is always no fun. Pressure. But then but then after that, even, you know, then I get some time by myself and it's just a, the rounding out the year and everything is a bit quieter, it seems, because a lot of people are at home. And so wrapping things up here on our 2022 wrap up. Happy holidays to everyone out there. If, 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 if you're struggling, you know, I think thinking of you as well. And it's it's not always the easiest time for everyone. So. Yeah, and I mean, I've learned a lot about other holidays these days, a bit more about... Yeah, Hanukkah, Hanukkah. beginning. That was that began yesterday, and so happy Hanukkah or, or Kwanzaa or whatever you celebrate. Hopefully you have something to keep you warm and some, some laughs this holiday season, however you do celebrate that, and we will be back with yeah. all new shows in 2023, and thanks always again to Radio Western for providing this this place to do our show. Absolutely, and reach out anytime. We always love to hear from listeners. So if you do ever want to chime in, just say hello, whatever. You can always reach us by email, outlookonradiowestern at gmail.com. And I guess that's it, Kara. We'll be back next should, year. We'll see you next bought, year. I should have brought the cowbell to ring out the show. But oh, yeah. Know. We got cowbells from AT Banter after we were on their podcast. <laughs> uh, but anyway, yeah. So that's all the fanfare, but we don't have any. So happy holidays and happy new year. And we will see you again in 2023. And thanks for doing the show as my co-host, Brian. Bye-bye. See you next year. Happy new year. Send us an email 
Outlook on RadioWestern at gmail.com. Find us on Twitter at OutlookCFB. And on Facebook, facebook.com slash Outlook on Radio Western.